Hi, everybody, and welcome to RV Miles, your home for RV and camping news, reviews, travel guides, and more. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby, and this is episode 67 of the RV Miles podcast. To get today's show notes, head over to rvmiles.com slash podcast. You can also keep up with RV Miles on social media. We are over at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you'd like to follow along with Jason and I, along with Jack, Ethan, and Henry, we are at OurWanderingFamily.com, and we are also on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and YouTube. We are calling today's episode Breakdown Woes and Universal Studios. Because those two just go hand in hand, (laughs) right? Well, they kind of did for us. They did a little (laughs) bit for us, yes. If you travel around in Wonderbus, this is a perfect topic. We are broken down right now, and Bussy is getting some repairs. We're going to kind of talk about what led up to that and what's going on with us in the second segment. And then in the third segment, we're going to talk about Universal Studios, both Hollywood and Orlando. I think we have some really good tips to share for anybody interested in going to either of those places. But first, this episode is sponsored by L.L. Bean. This year, L.L. Bean is joining up with the National Park Foundation, the official nonprofit partner of the National Park Service, to help you find your happy place. In an amazing system of more than 400 national parks, including historic and cultural sites, monuments, preserves, lakeshores, and seashores that dot the American landscape, many of which you'll find just a short trip from home. L.L. Bean is proud to be an official partner of the National Park Foundation. Discover your perfect day in a park at findyourpark.com. I want to mention right now that Abby is super sick. Yeah, let's just get that out there. (laughs) That's compounded like what's been going on with our with the bus is the fact that we've all been very sick and Abby is sort of the last one that went down and last person standing. I fought so hard. Yeah. So she's, uh, she's in the midst of that and, and trying to recover. So I'll, I'll do most of the talking on this show. It's going to be very difficult. (laughs) I mean, I was up until 30 seconds before we started recording, I was basically just sleeping in the recliner. Yeah, I didn't want to wake you up. Waiting for this to start. So this is not my natural deep voice. <laughs> not, <laughs> so if you hear me step out every once in a while or a little sniffle here and there, I will do my best to get through without sharing the delights of a fall cold with everyone else. So we are coming to you once again from the Los Angeles area and we'll get into, you know, all the details of what happened and and why in in the second segment. But there's fires going on here, not too far from us. So there's no. a lot of smoke in the air. There yeah. is. They have a vacuum. The Woolsey fire is going on right now. And it jumped with the 101, I think, and into Malibu. I don't know. There's so many highways here. I can't keep them all straight. But we're only about 60 miles. Where we're staying right now is only about 60 miles south of Malibu. and Thankfully, the community we're in has not been impacted yet, but I was watching today on Insta Story a lot of RVers who were in that area who have been part of the evacuation trying to find some place to go because on top of everything else, it's Veterans Day weekend. 
So it's a holiday weekend. Everything's booked. So it's really been an unfortunate situation for the community there and for everyone that's being impacted. The winds here continue to be a huge factor. And this fire is just raging. It's not showing any signs of slowing down. Such a rough year for wildfires, especially here in California. And they just, they just can't get it to end. They can't. 2018 has been tough. All right, let's get into the news. Let's start with something fun on that, on that downbeat. This, this is, I think this is the most important news of the year. Honestly, Pillsbury has released a new type of cinnamon roll. Oh, you don't have this on the news on no. our, you don't. And so this is a, a drop in. It is. And what you have on the first thing for the news was is not, not fun. No, it doesn't fit. And I was very confused. I was like, where's, where's he going with this? The Pillsbury thing. I mean, I don't, I don't even know what to say. Pillsbury it's, has released, they're, they're calling them hot chocolate rolls. With marshmallow icing. That's really what does it there for me is the fact that it's marshmallow icing. It's basically a s'more. So these are like the Pillsbury Grands rolls and they're calling them hot cocoa rolls. And it's, you know, chocolate instead of the cinnamon part and then marshmallow icing. And what could be more perfect for camping breakfast? Well, it could just be more perfect in general. <laughs> I think I said to my brother on Facebook, I said, go buy a case of these. I'm coming to town. We need these in our lives for the holidays. So <laughs> it's it's really quite amazing. I hope that they taste as good. They could taste as, terrible. <laughs> they could taste terrible. And what a disappointment that would be. But don't worry. I'm going to take one for the team. Yeah. I'm going to try them out. Yeah. I'll take one for the team. And we'll have to, we'll yeah. have to do it live. We'll, we'll do yeah. the big breaking news. If we can find them. I haven't even seen them. If we can find them, this seems like something for whatever reason, however, this is going to sound, this just doesn't seem like something I'm going to find in a California grocery store. (laughs) I'm going to try though. I'll try. Take one for the team. All right. Next in the news, geologists have found a 310 million year old set of reptile footprints, 310 million year old set of reptile footprints in Grand Canyon national park that's so cool it's very cool and it 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 was found because these are rocks that had fallen uh on the bright angel trail as part of a rock slide a recent rock fall and inside this fine grained quartz there are these lizard footprints that and they sort of go at an angle it's really cool and they do sort of a whole uh this article i'll put in the show notes has a, a sort of graph of how the lizard walked at on sort of a 45 degree angle. I don't know how they know it's lizard footprints, but they say they do. And 310 million years is, is a long time. I love when new discoveries happen in national parks because it's kind of rare. You know, we've seen most of everything. And when new surprises happen, I just think that's really awesome. Well, I like too how it puts the park that we know today, like it attaches it to history in yeah. a way, not modern history, but history of a dinosaur type nature. And we already knew that the Grand Canyon was cool and that what has happened there took tens and tens and tens of millions of years to create. And now we have even more evidence that 
life was running around in this amazing canyon 310 million years ago. Yeah, when it was probably like a swamp. (laughs) When it just looked like some grasslands, you know, it's no big deal. You know, 310 million years ago, they were like, Grand Canyon, this is it? This is what we came here for? (laughs) This is a swamp. All right, next in the news, Southwest Iowa deputies have seized nearly $3 million worth of premium marijuana. Okay, see, this is what you from had. From an RV. This is, this what, is what you had. had at the top of the show notes. So when you were going on and on about this amazing thing and you were about to start talking about the Pillsbury Donuts, I was like, You thought I was going to wow. talk about a truckload of, I was, yeah, I was an like, RV load of marijuana. Yeah, I was like, wow, we've been in California like four <laughs> weeks. Jason's already just like thrilled. That was not at all where I thought you were going. So Not yes. a lot of people know this, but Iowa is sort of the end of a big drug pipeline, has been for a very long time. And uh, major drug shipments have always been a big problem in Iowa. And you'll often see RVs getting pulled over and and searched on I-29 and on I-80. And usually they're sniffing around with dogs for drugs. But If only this <laughs> RV had been able to make it to Colorado or California, or probably anywhere else that its payload was going. But. The photo is crazy. The, there are just dozens and dozens of bags. They look like dog food bags. And even more so because this Fremont County Sheriff photo has a, a canine officer standing in front of them, just a, a dog. <laughs> and it looks like a dog is literally at a dog food store with piles and piles of dog food. But yeah, that dog is probably like $3 million of marijuana. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> All right. Next up, take a trip down to Missouri, just one state south. Oh, of, I'm so of, disappointed of with this one. Well, Missouri is raising their camping rate by $2 a, a night this year for electric sites. But you know what? Missouri is one of the most affordable set of state parks in the country. So they're already like $19 and $21 for an electric site. Some are even 17 and they're raising that by $2. So it's not terrible, uh, but Missouri is raising their rates for the coming year. Okay, well, come back to me next year when we're talking about how they're raising their rates again, yeah. another $2 and, and so the, on and so forth. They do have really nice parks, though. But they say they say this is it has to do with the demand for more 50 amp sites and more electric sites from RVers. And personally, I, you know, we're biased because we're set up for 30 amp. But our our feeling is generally we don't care if you put in 50 amp service. In some of these national and state parks, leave it at 30 amps, leave the price down because that's the experience that people are, are looking for is to affordable family vacation. Not even a decade ago, that would have been viewed as expensive. Yeah. Yeah. We're looking at, you know, average camping rates for all parks, state and federal, uh, up over $40 now as the national average. All right, we've got a couple pieces of RV Miles news. Of course, the latest edition of the America's National Parks podcast is out. And this one is about Mount Rushmore. It's a little bit cheeky this week. Well, if you listen to our episode on Mount Rushmore of this podcast a few episodes ago, 
you know, we alluded to there being a little bit more history uh, behind Mount Rushmore than you'll get at the visitor center. And we sort of set out to cover some of that on this episode. Uh, we tell the story of, of Mount Rushmore as it was built and, and in a respectable way, I think. And I think it's the, the way it was carved and everything, all that's interesting. Uh, but there is some stuff about, you know, why Teddy Roosevelt got on there, uh, the politics of the sculptor. He was very likely a member of the KKK. And we dig into a little bit of that stuff as well. So I thought it was a really interesting episode. It is very interesting. I also appreciated that I got to be on the episode this week. Yeah, There's been a little bit of a trend lately. <laughs> Where I don't get to show up as much. Well, because you're sick. I felt bad about it, though. <laughs> this should have been a week you didn't have to I know, be on it. This should have been last but. week. But this is the week of, this is the week of very deep voice. It is. Abby, this is not normal for me. So Last week was the week of very deep voice. Jason, even yes. deeper than normal. Yes. And uh, this week it's Abby. It is. <laughs> Finally, make sure to join us for RV Chat on Sunday. If you're around every Sunday on Twitter, RV Chat at 8 p.m. Central Time. And, you know, we'll let you know what the topic for this week's RV Chat is going to be if you follow us on Twitter, because we don't know yet. Yeah. Oh, don't don't <laughs> use the we here. Like, we I, I don't, don't know, know I haven't yet. decided yet. You haven't decided yet. But also, I'll throw in there, too, because we're talking about social media is we would love to have you come and join us on the RV Miles Travel Forum on Facebook, the Facebook group over there, where we talk about very important travel topics like the Pillsbury Hot Chocolate Rolls. Very, very important stuff. Very important stuff. (laughs) We take ourselves very seriously over there. Deep, deep discussions. Marshmallow, cream cheese icing. You know, I mean, these are... Cream cheese. Oh, let's not... Let's not have whoever this. decided cream cheese belongs in desserts. The most we need brilliant to have a talk. The most brilliant individual ever. But we don't have to have that talk here. We'll have that talk over in the travel forum. <laughs> anyway, come join us over there. Join us on Sunday nights on Twitter. We'd love to see you in both places. All right, we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we'll have the answer to last week's brain teaser, and we're gonna get into our uh, our breakdown woes for the week we'll yeah. be right back be right back All right, we are back with the answer to last week's brain teaser, which went like this. It can spread like a cold, yet cure all, so we're told. Feel so good that you'll fake it, or perhaps just to make it. When real can't be stopped, from a baby can't be topped. Will make some think they'll die, for others makes them cry. And the answer was laughter. 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 Laughter can spread. It's contagious. Uh, It can cure all, so we're told. This brain teaser reads like a really bad, like really bad lyrics, like a 90s song. (laughs) I just want to say that as you were reading it, I was recalling how yesterday, yesterday in the car on our way here, after we decided we had to 
abandon the bus to the repair shop and come back into the city. We just decided that we were going to go down memory lane. Man, we pulled a true like mom and dad moment. Oh, the kids were mad. Oh, I know that I can remember. He was screaming at us. He was so angry that I put Whitney Houston on. Like, (laughs) angry. And so we decided just to go down memory lane. We were going to have like some 90s music. And I just, I felt like it was another turning point of being like your parents, where your parents used to make you listen to their music and be like, this is good music. What are you guys getting so See, upset about? See, we don't do it enough. We don't do it enough. Our no, parents do it all the time. we don't. But we broke out. We had some Mariah Carey. I was like, we have to play these guys. <laughs> Legit, very first vision of love, Mariah Carey. And show them what it sounded like when someone sang up into the stratosphere of notes only dogs could hear. I'd like to hear you try that right now. Oh man, I'm like <laughs> the opposite of Mariah Carey at this point. I can sing. I can sing way down low. We did that. We did so. Some, so could oh, she? Just, she could do anything. Oh well, she <laughs> look when she hit the scene. She had a voice that just. I mean, oh. That voice was incredible. It's unfortunate that it didn't stay quite as incredible throughout her career, but it was incredible in the beginning. I'm, I'm sorry. Are you inferring that Mariah Carey's career is over? She just released <laughs> I, she, a new song. She did just release um, a new song called uh, GTFO. <laughs> it's Real. a family show. So you can look up what those initials mean. I can't even. Oh, look, I can't even say it without a straight face. Um, very different from, you know, vision of love days, <laughs> but we did that. We did like this whole sort of like early nineties stint with them. We listened to Will Smith's men in black. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we were like, bouncing. Well, first we were, so we're playing like music on Amazon music. Yes. And first you put on men in black <laughs> and it was, it was like a, a Muzak version yeah, of Men in Black. Weird. It was some guy who was clearly not Will Smith. No, <laughs> and I remember it started playing and I was like, this just doesn't have the uh, the Will Smith vibe. This but can't be. It doesn't have the bounce. Yeah, I can't, that, that I can't energy. quite. Yeah. I was having a really hard time getting my shoulders going because <laughs> it just didn't feel really right. And so uh, I went back in and, you know, looked it up again and. Was able to find that Will Smith version. So then I was able to really get like my bounce on in the in the car, in traffic, in a minivan. All right. Where where are we here? What's I don't going- know. I don't you look, okay. I'm hyped up on cold medicine. It's quite possible that I am I don't even know where are we? What state are we in? I don't even know. What day is it? I have no idea. Our winner this week is Jim Samuelson. Jim Sam 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 that's hard to say Jim Samuel Samuelson Jim Sorry Samuelson. Jim that it took us so long to get to you from Arizona because I had to talk about <laughs> 90s music in the car I apologize and Jim will win a win a not all who want our lost t-shirt and you'll have your chance to win one at the end of the show all right we're going to get into all our troubles from recent I feel like I just wandered and now I'm lost I mean I don't even know <laughs> But first, we're, we're going to introduce a new sponsor this week. This segment is sponsored by Go Sun. It is, and we are very excited to welcome them. When you're out camping in the wild, miles from the nearest propane or electrical hookup, every bit of energy and fuel you can save matters. And with Go Sun solar cookers, you can cook full, hot meals without propane, without electricity, 
without wood. These things are super cool. Oh, they're just. They're, it's like a. It's it. It's, it's like the this, future, man. It's the future. I mean, literally, you can cook without any energy but the sun. Of course, the sun has to be shining, but it doesn't have to be that much. It can, it'll work on a cloudy day. Go Suns cookers trap the sun's rays to steam, bake, roast, and boil. Yes, you can bake with them, and you can boil water with them. Incredible. You can, like, make your morning coffee for your you, French press. Yeah, I mean, because let's talk about it. Of everything it can do. It's good. It can make your coffee. <laughs> Use, it's, it's amazing. Using special reflectors to grab the available heat from the sun and trap it into a borosilicate glass tube. And this is like a this is like a thermos tube. Like, you know, a thermos is usually lined with a with glass and it's a vacuum tube. This is sort of the same thing. And the heat stays inside of it and it cooks your food at up to five hundred and fifty degrees. There's three different models to offer the perfect combination of portability and cooking capacity. Visit gosun.co, that's .co, and use the code RVMILES to get 15% off of all of GoSun's solar cookers. Support the small Cincinnati-based company looking to change the way the world cooks with free energy and no harmful smoke or emissions. That's gosun.co, and the code is RVMILES, all one word, and you're going to get 15% off. All right, let's talk about our uh, our travel woes here. Oh, woe is us. <laughs> I don't want to sound, let's not sound depressed about it. Like <laughs> We just want to like, you know, sort of let people know what's going on with us and 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 give you an idea of some things out to watch out for yourselves as you're traveling. Yeah, I mean, on the road. this is life out on the road. You know, it happens. <laughs> so we, uh, we are still in the LA area. When we first arrived in this area, well, actually when we left, Las Vegas. Yeah, when we left Vegas. We heard a loud squealing sound come coming from one of uh, the front wheels of the bus, the front right wheel. Wasn't a consistent sound, though. Yeah. Let's make it, sure we make happened, that clear. It happened at low speeds uh, and, and, and sort of went away. And what we thought it was, what I, I thought it was, I sort of pulled over at a rest stop and got under it and saw that the brakes seemed misaligned. And we have we have air brakes in the bus and air brakes have what's called slack adjusters and you have to uh, adjust them every now and then uh, to make sure that the brake pads are are making contact with the drum properly. So they were off. They were clearly off uh, from where they should be. I made a little adjustment and the noise didn't come back. So we sort of thought that was the end of it. I knew it could be like a wheel bearing or something like that. But uh, because it didn't come back, because I didn't hear any other sounds or feel any resistance or anything. Uh, yeah. In fact, are you said after you made that adjustment that the brakes actually seemed better. Yeah, they seemed a little better. You said, oh, yeah. wow, this is this is a huge improvement in the way the brakes are responding to me. So we thought, oh, oh, man, boy, we lucked out. That's great. This is, you know, just needed a little tweak. Mm-mm. So, so we we drove the bus from Las Vegas to uh, just outside of Los Angeles, and we actually parked it at a uh, a Boondockers Welcome location. A, a, a great couple uh, let us leave it there for about ten days while we were visiting uh, family, Abby's brother and and his family in in Los Angeles. In yeah, you community. might. You might recall we recorded from their laundry room last week. <laughs> we came live from their laundry room. So when we got back into the bus, 
we drove, uh, we drove to Joshua Tree National Park, which wasn't far, uh, only about, I don't know, 40 miles or so. I don't even think that. And, uh, and we stayed the night at a, at a Walmart. We wall docked. And the next morning we went to the national park. We drove to the visitor center. And when we were going to get some fuel, I started to notice some problems. Uh, the bus was, it was dragging a little bit. Um, you know, as if there was a force pushing on it. Poor Bessie, she was just sick. Yeah. I mean, we, at this point too, it's probably worth mentioning that you were recovering from an illness. Yeah. Ethan, he, uh, Henry was recovering from an illness because Henry had blessed us with the pukes on and, our 10th anniversary. <laughs> and then Ethan had gone down the day before. And then Jack was going down that day. Jack was, Jack was where you are now. I mean, he was, he was in pretty bad shape that day and the next day. And going, going yeah. So we were also getting into just sort of like this mass uh, like virus that was just sweeping through all of us. And we were really just trying to get to our next campground, which was going to be outside of Tucson and kind of settle in and get everybody healthy. And Bussie just wasn't, she wasn't going to have it. Yeah. So I, I pulled into back kind of into that same Walmart area. There's a, there's a Home Depot next door. I pulled into the Home Depot parking lot and I shut the engine off because the engine's up front. So it's kind of hard to hear anything uh, that might be going on. And I shut the engine off and I let the bus roll a little bit and I could, I could hear like loud clunking, like driving over gravel. Oh, coming not, coming from the yeah. right front tire. It wasn't good. Which is a you know a sure sign of of a bearing issue. And uh, all you know if you don't know all all of your wheels have bearings on them on any vehicle your your tow dolly your your RV your uh, your car everything has wheel bearings on it and wheel bearings can go bad and need to be checked every now and then and uh, and when they go bad they can they can cause serious issues and you need to. You need to change them pretty quickly when you start hearing them go bad. So there was, we found a shop that was about, uh, about three, four miles away, uh, a diesel truck shop. Thank goodness. I mean, yeah. there's a lot I mean, of really frustrating components to this story, mostly in the checkbook, checking account <laughs> arena. But if you think about where we were, yeah, yeah, it's pretty rural around Joshua Tree. I yeah. mean, there's not even really campgrounds. That's kind of why we're so we stayed that night again at Home Depot because yeah, what can we call Home really Depot boondocking? <laughs> we don't need to call it Depot docking. Home boon? Oh, no, <laughs> come on, Depot docking, <laughs> and you're gonna call it Home boon? Yes, please. I kind of like Home boon. I mean, what are you doing later? I'm home booning. I mean, I don't even know. But regardless, we Depot docked. And <laughs> so in the next morning, we I called the shop and they said to bring it in the next morning at 9 a.m. because they were already closing. I love their the hours, by the way. Their <laughs> hours are like legit nine to three. That's just I love their hours. Like we get in at nine and we're done at three. Yeah. So we so we drove the bus there uh, and we drove it slowly. That was a really stressful drive. I followed behind with the kids in the van and um, we didn't want to go any faster than about 20. 25 miles. This was after the, the unsolicited advice 
of a gentleman who just decided to come up to the bus in the Home Depot parking lot and give us his contact information should we ever break down yeah. and need service. And we were like, well, as funny that you say that, we actually are. And then he's like, oh, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> yeah, he, he, like, well, he wasn't a what? diesel mechanic. No, but um, it was like, what would you be able to do for us then? <laughs> I mean, she's like, no, you're going to need to take that somewhere. Like, I mean, okay. We are obviously a bus. I don't know how you missed that. I know. I was, I was <laughs> like, please stop talking. We have to go. We get it. But what? What? So we had we had to the this shop, this diesel repair shop. And we get there and they, you know, they take the wheel off to see what's going on. Well, the second they jacked up the bus, the the wheel fell forward about five inches. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It Never was... should have drove it there. Uh it, well, I, you well, know, I was, yes, we should I'm have driven shocked, it there. That's but fine. I'm but shocked that it didn't wobble on me. It never wobbled on me at all. That's because Bussy loves her family <laughs> and she just waited until she knew that we were all safe. Yes. And then she just gave up. But it, and and we were, wheel, we're very me. lucky in, in hindsight. But so they pull the wheel off and there is nothing left of the outer bearing. There's an inner bearing and an outer bearing on this and the bearing sort of like a ring of little rollers <coughs> the bearing sort of like a, a ring of little rollers that allows the the wheel to move and i mean literally it was not there anymore it was a a mass of grease and shavings no this was, was so he jason is over there with the mechanic and he's and i should mention too this was jason's birthday this was yeah. happy birthday Happy 38th year here, honey. Let's go to the repair shop. So he's over there and he's working with the mechanic. And then I have the kids and we're over in the van. And at this point, I have just an incredibly sick 11-year-old. Jack has succumbed to whatever this illness. This illness, I feel like, is borderline having the flu. It was not the flu but it was pretty darn close. So he has succumbed to this and he is miserable, stuck in this car. You know, we're watching some movies, some Harry Potter, some Star Wars. I'm trying to keep him comfortable, letting him sit up front so he can lay the seat back. He's sick and I can start to feel myself starting to go. And, you know, I... Look, I'm the daughter of Dave Trebu, and Dave Trebu doesn't get sick, and neither does his daughter. <laughs> and so that's just the way it is. Trebus don't get sick. And so you always have you you're never sick, but you you always have um you but you always have allergy issues. I got allergies, you guys. I got allergies. Okay, yeah. Well, half the so, time you have a cold, but <laughs> no. So I can feel myself starting to go. And I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm gonna get this a little bit, but it's not gonna, I'm not, it's not gonna get me. You know, we got yeah. too much going on. It's not going to get me. Clearly. So it becomes really obvious really fast that this is not going to be like a um, afternoon repair job. Well, it should be pretty easy. I mean, the, the thing is, uh, first of all, the issue might be that they don't have the parts and then I would have to go get the parts. And um, and of course, that was true. But but a bearing is really not that big of a deal in terms of expense and and ease to change. I mean, it should only take like an hour 
to do the job. Unless and, your bearing is disintegrated. <laughs> and it, well, it's gone. I mean, you know, it's gone. they didn't even have to pull it off. And and the parts are pretty cheap too. You know, the, the new bearing set was only like 45 bucks or something. But the issue was all of the, there's a whole nut system in there that holds the bearings in place and everything. That had all been worked so hard without the bearing that it had seized to the axle spindle. And this, they had to torch the, they literally got out their oxyacetylene torch and had to torch off the, the nut and, and uh, washers from our spindle. And the hope was that the spindle would be okay and we would be able to use it still. So what I had to do then, uh, because we didn't want to wait for parts, was drive into Los Angeles and and get the new nut system, the new bearing, so that they could have it the next morning to try to salvage the threads on the spindle and and clean them up and sort of run the nut over the threads to to clear it out and everything and make sure everything's working. Yeah, and so at this point, you know, I come to Jason and I say, look, we we need to get a hotel room. Yeah. I need to get Jack into a bed. I need a space in which I can care for him, you know, and we had talked about it first that we were all going to drive as a family to go get this part. And I, you know, I said, this is take the kids and I to the hotel. Let me get in there with them and you go, you know, we they watch TV. They, you know, we'll have a space in which we can just be miserable and uh, so he dropped us off at a hotel and it was within, I think maybe an hour of him dropping us off that I went from, oh, I don't feel very good to, oh my gosh, I need my mom. <laughs> like, Where's my mommy? I feel <laughs> horrible. And I had this little poor little 11 year old who's feeling awful. And I had the two other kids and you know, again, I say, here's the silver lining is, you know, perhaps we could have arranged that we would have been able to stay in the bus or, you know, there at the repair shop and, and try to make that work. But really we needed to be somewhere that, uh, wasn't quite as stressful. And so the hotel offered us that place to go that we had, cable and we, you know, we could get food and I could give the kids a bath and just sort of be able to hunker down a little bit. And again, so another silver lining in all of this and Jason comes back, he's got the part. We spend the evening in the hotel. We're thinking tomorrow they're going to salvage the spindle. We're going to get it fixed. We're going to be out on the road. Well, I take it to them first thing in the morning. (laughs) And then, and I left and I went back to back with uh back to get abby and and check out of the hotel and get everything out of there uh and we did that and and around about that time that we had checked out did we go back to the shop no um we went to the library and we went to the library we we spent some time at the library there in town very nice little library library where a lot of people were sort of there checking out the the lay of the land for their hikes for in, into Joshua tree, which I thought was kind of cool. Yes. And let me just put this out there that I realized that I was sick 
and I did my very best to stay in the car and avoid sharing my illness. But, you know, we had nowhere to go. We had to work. We needed Wi-Fi. So we ended up the kids playing at this park for a while. Jack was feeling much better. It seems to be that for everybody but me, this was like a 24 and done sort of illness. Well, it was, it took me several days too. Yeah. I, maybe these, these young whippersnappers, <laughs> you know, they just bounce right back. Us old people, we're just, it's hanging on forever. So while we're at the library, I get the call from the shop that the spindle uh, is, is not salvageable. And uh, like the worst news ever, because everyone we had talked to both in some schoolie groups and just uh, personal friends or family members that, you know, know a lot or work in the the car repair industry are all like, oh, yeah, don't you know, the bearings and everything shouldn't be too much of an expense. Let's just hope that spindle doesn't need to be replaced, though, because, whoa, that's going to be a doozy. So, uh, so it, it did. And in order to even get a price on it, the shop needed to get it off there to get numbers off of it and everything. So that took them quite some time. And we checked back into the hotel for that night. Same hotel. They even put us back in the same room. They were like, Oh, welcome back. I said, yeah, here we are. (laughs) And by the next morning we sort of realized, all right, this is going to take a while. You know, they've got the spindle off, but now they got to look for it and stuff. And well, we knew it was going to take a while because we still hadn't heard that they'd even found one. So we knew at that point we needed to make a more long-term move. Even if they did find one, even if it did get to them in time, it was Thursday. We're coming in on the weekend. We're coming in on a holiday weekend. We need to make some long-term plans. I continue to try and find inside these moments of stress these silver linings. And here it is again, the silver lining that we are only about a hundred miles away from my brother, from his family, where we had just been. And we knew we had some place to go with open arms. They say, come back to us. You know, we want to take care of you guys. We'll stay as long as you can. And on the flip side of that, I had a friend who was really more my brother Jason's friend during his high school years, who was also a fellow homeschooler who had messaged me on Facebook and had said to me, uh, I have my house here in California. My son and I aren't here often. We're usually at my partner's. If you guys need a break from the bus, my door is open. Come, come stay. And I thought I contacted her and I said, you know, we've got this situation could we come for a few days and and kind of hunker down at your place? And she immediately said, oh my gosh, yes, of course you come, you stay as long as you need to stay. Her kindness was so overwhelming in the best kind of way, but just sort of like this ray of sunshine that we really needed to have a space to go to that we could regroup and feel some sense of stability. We could offer the kids, you know, this is what we're doing. This is our plan. Our kids are kids that really do. They're sensitive to stuff like that. They're very sensitive to stuff like that. And they really do need a plan. They need to feel like they know where they're going. 
and how long they're going to be there. And, and they need to know that this adventure is still an adventure that is one um, that feels safe to them. I, I don't really know how else to put it. So anyway, Anna offered that to us. And so we're here in her beautiful home, just being able to regroup And we're going to be here for a few more days and then we're going to go because my brother and his family, bless them, they all got sick too. And they have this sweet little seven month old baby who got sick. We all just, it just wiped the two families out. Yeah. So we really wanted to give them some space anyway to heal and for us to heal before we all came back together. We'll go back there. We'll continue to regroup we believe we have found the part. So I went back to the, t- we went back to the shop that morning and I said, look, this seems like it's not going to happen before the weekend. Right. Um, especially being veterans day weekend guys like, nope. and the guys like, nope, nope. And I'm a veteran. Uh, and I'm taking the day off and I was like, well, that's good. That's great. great. Thank you, you for des- your service. You, you absolutely deserve, deserve the day off. Um, <laughs> and you deserve more than just a day off, but, but, uh, he, but he suggested, he gave me a quote. He found a quote. He found the part. Uh, and, and the quote was going to be $1,700 just for the part. It was 1700 tears that Abby cried at that number too. (laughs) But what he suggested, uh, was that we actually take the piece. So this, the piece is, it's called the knuckle. It's a, uh, it can, it has the spindle on it, but it's also, you know, it's the part that holds the spindle in place. It's all one big cast and welded thing. And he suggested we take that with, and he, he recommended a couple places that we might want to check while we're back towards LA that might, you know, on a real long shot, have it. So, uh, I actually had been calling around before I went to these shops and hadn't found anything at all. And it was really confusing because the numbers he gave me and the numbers that are stamped on the side of the part, uh, don't seem to be matching the matching the parts I'm finding. They're slightly different. So I take it to one of these shops and uh, the guy takes it to the back and I'm not kidding. Like 45 seconds later, he comes out with it with a, he's like, look, he's like matching it up with his tape measure and everything. It's exactly the same. Well, it turns out that this part was stamped with the wrong number with the wrong part number. So had I not done that, the one that we would have paid $1,700 for, um, and it includes some other stuff too. It needed the new king pet and kingpin kitten and, and things. Um, <coughs> that one would have taken five to seven days to get here. We would have had to pay shipping for it on top of that. And it would have been the wrong part. So thankfully, I, well, we found the part, matched it up, and it's only going to cost us $450 this time. Only. Uh, plus the kingpin kit, which is another $300 plus the labor. So yeah, we haven't even started talking about labor, but I mean, we're looking at, you know, like a thousand dollar job now, instead of like the $2,500 job, it was looking like, no, we're very fortunate. And I, again, silver lining that this happened within a decent distance to LA where there were plenty of resources that we could come back. I mean, we were going to do anything and everything we could, and we had people who were on it with us as well. Junkyards, internet searches, these different shops. We were going to exhaust 
everything. I think at one point Jason was even going to call Thomas and see if maybe, you know, the bus manufacturer well, had something wasn't making us. sense. I mean, people were saying this doesn't seem right. This says it's for the left front. This doesn't seem right. And it's got two arms. It looks different. And, and, or people would say, we've got it, we've got it. Here it is. And I'd say, that. and they'd show me the photo and I'd say, it doesn't look right. Uh, and matched up and it wasn't. So uh, thankfully, again, we, we were able to get it matched up and Bussy is still missing her right front foot. And hopefully we'll have it back on sometime next week after Veterans Day. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we hope, you know, we're supposed to be in New Mexico by now. All of that yeah, has so gotten scrapped. Yeah, to cancel those reservations yeah. and, and eat the cancellation fees and all that and stuff. And that's fine. That's okay. You know, we're just thankful that this happened when it happened. It was also a our bad lesson learned. We should have dropped everything. When we heard that squeal. When now we heard that, that squeal. You know, now that I know, like I didn't, I, I've known bearing sounds in cars to be sort of a grumbling sound. Uh, but now I know that really in a heavy truck or something like that, when you hear that loud squeal like that, that loud squeal is, is probably your bearing. Uh, not only like it's not going bad. It's gone. <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's the time to immediately pull over and have it looked at. Cause this could have been, this could, could have been, been a couple hundred dollar job. Well, you know? it also could have been a major. It could have been a major accident. It could that have wheel been a, could yeah. have I mean, I don't like to think about it, but. I mean, yeah. that's what happens is like, you're going 75 miles an hour. I don't go that fast. You're going 63 <laughs> no, miles an hour. We can't even and, go that fast if we wanted to. And your, your wheel seizes up. I mean, imagine what that does when you're, when one wheel stops. I can't, let's not, because I'm, I'm, I'm breaking out yeah, like in no, a cold it's, sweat. But it's one of the most dangerous things that can happen to a vehicle. So check your bearings uh, every now and then, you know, if you're having your, if you're having your tires rotated or something like that, have them check your bearings. On that sunshine note, let's take a break. Let's take a break. <laughs> and we come back, Universal Studios, Hollywood and Orlando. What a weird thing to transition into, hey. but totally worth talking about. But still, like, what a very we're, interesting. We're an enigma. You know, we are. You know what? You can't predict what we're going to talk about from week to week. We just like to keep it fresh, keep you on your toes. We'll be right back. Okay, we are back and we are here to talk Universal Studios. If you uh, if you listened way back early on uh, to some of our early episodes, we did a Disney World episode because we are big Disney geeks. Yeah, we need to do another Disney, um, but that's going to require some research. So we're going to need to go to Disney. <laughs> well, we haven't we've never been to Disneyland. We we made the decision to go to Universal. This, this is time. true. This is true. Uh, but we have also visited both Universal Studios now, both in Orlando and in Hollywood. And uh, we also enjoy Universal. And we think we have some insight that we might want to share with you. If you're planning on visiting these parks or you want to make the decision whether to visit these parks, because it is a it's a hefty amount of money 
to spend to go to some of these theme parks. Oh my goodness, yes. And sometimes for a lot of people, it's the decision between Disney or Universal. And a lot of people want to go do both and the parks try very hard to keep you from doing both. Yeah, they like do. They give, you, they give you discounts. If you go to Disneyland or World, they give you discounts for the, the more days you add on. So if you add on a fifth day, that fifth day is only going to cost like $15 a person. There's a reason why every time we go to Disney, it starts off as like a five or six day trip and turns into like a two week <laughs> epic stay because the longer we stay, the cheaper it gets. They don't want you leaving the property. They don't. And I don't want to leave over at Universal. Look, I don't want to leave the property once I get there. No. I mean, once I get on property at Disney, I have no interest whatsoever in leaving it. Anyway, this is this is not about Disney. This is about Universal. Universal is a theme park that is based on Hollywood movies. I think most people know that uh, because it's, you know, Universal Studios is a is a big film company who is based on Universal movies. <laughs> yes. Not all yes. Hollywood movies, no. just the Universal world. So the the first thing you need to know, I think, is that Universal Studios Hollywood is much, much, much smaller than Universal Studios Orlando. Yeah, we we got there when it opened and we kind of it was our hours for that day. I think we're like 930 to six and it was just Jason and I. But by I think like 430. We'd done everything. We'd done everything. Like We were we were we were done. Now, we went on a very slow day at the park. Yes. So we waited in no lines, none. But, you know, we, we were done. I mean, we had done everything. Now, if you go to Universal Studios Orlando, not only is the Universal Studios Park bigger in Orlando, but there's also the Islands of Adventure Park attached to it, which is included in your, in, in your admission. So you get a whole lot more at Universal Studios Orlando. The next thing I think you need to know about Universal Studios is that we didn't feel like there was much at all here in Hollywood for our kids to do. Yeah, our kids are not they thrill seekers. They weren't with us. No, so it didn't they matter. weren't. Yeah. And they don't care for roller coasters or or thrill rides. You know, what's thrilling to them is when they ride Peter Pan or the bumper cars. Yeah. You know, the, that's about as thrilling as things are gonna get for the Epperson boys. And the park in Orlando has quite a bit more of those small rides for children. Well, they have that whole um, that Dr. Like, Seuss land, yes, yeah. which is uh, is for kids. And there is a smaller section at the Hollywood Universal as well for based on the Minions. Yeah, but even still, that to me, there wasn't enough there. That it's very small. It's very small, and there just wouldn't have been enough there for me to be able to justify the cost of admission for the boys. And that is even saying this includes the wizarding world of Harry Potter. And our kids are huge Harry Potter fans. The thing about the wizarding world of Harry Potter, and I have been saying this from the beginning is it should have been its own park. Yeah. It should be its own world. Well, it, you know, the thing I, I, I felt a massive magic to it the first time we went in Orlando. This time, 
you know, being sort of the same thing here in, in Hollywood, um, I felt a little bit let, let down because there just isn't much to do, well, really. There I mean, it's is... pretty, it's cool that you're in the Hogsmeade Village, but there's just not a lot to do. There could be, though. This is the thing. This is why I advocate. I wish that it was just like it's had been built as its own park separate from the universal world. You know, when you go to both in Florida and here in California to the Wizarding World, there's going to be the one main ride that's in Hog uh, that's in Hogwarts. The Forbidden Journey. The Forbidden Journey. Uh, I went on that ride in Florida and got horribly sick on the ride, like with motion sickness. Thankfully it did not manifest into any sort of issue on the ride, but I got really bad motion sickness and uh, opted not to do the ride here, but I still wanted to walk through Hogwarts to get to the ride because the walkthrough is an experience itself because you're going through the different classrooms and different areas of Hogwarts that are in the books, but the ride is so intense. And this is across the board what people say. This ride, it is, I don't know how anyone gets off of it and doesn't feel like they're going to lose their pumpkin juice. It's, it's pretty amazing. The technology is really cool and it's a wonderful experience flying on a broomstick with Harry and Ron and Hermione but it goes so fast and it beats you up. And, you know, to be honest, that's kind of the theme to a lot of the universal rides. Now, a lot of them are this sort of the Simpsons ride, the Transformers ride, the mummy ride. They're all kind of this same thing. And, uh, and if you're into that, you're going to love it. If you're, if you're not into that, or if that gives you motion sickness, like it really does to Abby, uh, you're going to have a hard time with some of these rides. So I think the real sweet spot for people visiting universals is, is a lot of teenagers, to be honest, that can really have the stomach yeah. for these things. Or when I was in my twenties, you know, I had more of a stomach for these things. I was totally into all this pre kids. I don't know what happened post kids, but I can't, get on these rides now. I mean, we went over to the Simpsons ride and I thought, okay, I'm going to try it. And I like talked to the uh, attendant up at the front. She's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's totally fine. Um, about halfway into the ride, I just thought, oh, oh my gosh, please get me off this ride. Please. I, this, I need this to end. It's, it's so intense that you're just, you're kind of just sitting there and you have this giant, you know, 3d screen in front of you and everything is moving so fast, but you're not moving, you know, you're being jostled around, but you're not moving. And I ended up just having to focus down on my knees. Like I had to get my eyes off the screen and, and try to focus in on something that could offer me a little stability. I think both of us <laughs> actually do better on a roller coaster than these sort of 3D rides. Yeah, that Hippogriff ride was completely okay, well, fine, was. but I don't even know if you want to call that a roller coaster. I mean, that was borderline being a kid's ride, which is fine. But this is another point about the Wizarding World is that if you cannot do this one major ride at Hogwarts, you know, you can walk through some of the shops. There's not a ton of shops to go through. 
Your only other option then is the wand experience to go to Ollivander's or purchase a wand yourself and then walk around and create magic with it at these designated spots and do these spells. But just to get your hands on one of those spell inducing wands is going to cost you $60. So, you know, there's not this option to just stroll through the wizarding world of Harry Potter. There's so much more they could do with platform nine and three quarters. There's, I mean, there's just, there's so many opportunities. Now that said in Orlando, now they've doubled the size of, of the Harry yes, Potter stuff they have. for precisely this reason. Um, it's become so popular. They've added the whole London section. So now you've got the, the Hogsmeade village in the islands of adventure park and the London section in the universal park. And they're linked by the Hogwarts express train. And you can ride the train between the two. And there's just, there's just a lot more to do in Orlando. Yeah. And I think that that is eventually what's going to, they're going to have to try and figure that out. I think in Hollywood too, I think they're going to have to expand this space because they actually allow for, we got in at nine 30, the park actually opened at 10, but if you purchase through your ticket online through universal, you get this extra half hour. You get this extra half hour though, only for the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. That's a common thing too. If you see that at at uh, Disney World and Disneyland as well, when they offer you an extra time in the parks because you're you're staying on property or because you purchased your tickets from them, both both companies do this, but they really limit the rides that are available during that amount of time. But I think it just speaks though in this particular instance to how crazy busy the Wizarding World of Harry Potter is. And it was a slow day at the park for us, but that section of the park was packed. It was packed. That is why people are going there now. So some of the other things you can do at Universal, though, because there are other things other than those rides. Yes. Um, the the big historic thing is is the backlot tour. And it in Universal Studios Hollywood is a big working backlot. There there is a working backlot area in Orlando as well. Uh, it's more of the Nickelodeon stuff. I don't know if they still do Nickelodeon there. What are, what is? Yeah, I'm not sure there? what they're but filming there's there. There's more actual filming happening in like Hollywood. Legit, yeah, there's legit filming happening in the Hollywood studio. This so, is like NBC stuff. Yeah, so there is a chance that you'll get to see a celebrity or whatever. Most likely on on the backlot tour, what you're going to see is you know backdoors back to, to sound stages, and then you're going to get to see some of the historic backlots that Universal owns which is cool you see the psycho house and you go through the village that was murder she wrote and and fun stuff like that see a bunch of cars from from movies and they do um inside this backlot tour they do have sort of like some thrill seeking yeah it's actually a fairly intense ride the backlot tour is because you're on these backlot tour ride vehicles you know the ones that look like a tram but then they pull into these certain buildings and you're inside a 3D movie of one is King Kong and the other one is uh, Fast and the Furious. And it sort of shakes and jostles the car and you you see um, action happening on the screen that's surrounding you. And there's water that like sprays, sprays on you, you, depending yeah. on where you are. This theme running through the backlot tour and kind of like across the whole park that I 
finally looked at Jason and I said, man, they are really pushing this Peter Jackson, King Kong from- They really were. Wow. The whole park. I mean, that was a bad movie. And for whatever reason, they probably, because they're still trying to make their money back on it. Well, look, I mean, they still have they, a water world show. Okay. They do. And which was really know, which good was, is better than the movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was better than the movie. Again, they've, they're trying to drum up interest in these huge commercial flops that they had and, you know, try to continue to generate some sort of revenue. But there's this huge fascination at Universal Hollywood with King Kong. And I, I just, I really don't quite get it. Even though this section of the backlot tour where we pulled into this giant sort of like soundstage or whatever, and had this huge 3d King Kong experience was really cool. And we're not talking about like historic King Kong, right? We're talking about the skull Island movie where King Kong fights dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's what happened on the ride too, as we watched King Kong fight dinosaurs. But anyway, for me, the cool things about the Backlot Tour are the same historic things that they've had for a long time. Seeing Jaws, uh, going through the the subway station and and the the San Francisco earthquake that happens where the subway station falls apart and a big semi truck comes at you and everything lights on fire. Yeah, that's and, really cool. Um, and, you know, when you went through um, that the Western town, yeah. or I think the the. Flood. Uh, Mexican villa or something flood, yeah. and a flash flood comes through and that was really cool. And, you know, again, and our tram guide is our tram tour guide is talking about how a lot of these places are reinvented constantly. And here's some movies you might've seen them in or TV shows. For me, what I wish we had actually seen more of was I wish we had had the opportunity to see a soundstage or to actually get to know the back lot a little bit more. Yeah. I, that to me would have been really cool. I don't really care whether or not I see an actor on a TV show. Like I, that I don't care. They're just human beings who happen to work. I know you really, you really wanted to see Deborah Messing and you know, the whole Will and Grace crew. I got it. (laughs) But you know, to me, they're just human beings who happen to be working in an hey, elevated I've met Deborah Messing, okay. She's fantastic. I love her. I think she's hilarious. When did you meet her? I, I did the lighting for that party that was like the opening oh, of, yes. of one of her films. That's right. That's yeah. right. But I just would like to have learned more about the actual inner workings of the back yeah. lot, you know, and what they do there. What, what I, my favorite parts of the universal experience, and this is what I always wanted to experience at universal is the shows and the water world show is, isn't just an awesome spectacle. It's, it's so cool. The stunts are really great. It's really well choreographed. Yeah. Yeah. Really well choreographed. And they they don't look like they're going through the motions. They're not bored. I mean, these, these actors are having a heck of a lot of fun with it still doing several shows a day. They're, they're at the top of their game. It's not sort of, you know, and these cheesy are, theme park show. Yeah. And these are working stunt professionals in the industry. You know, they're working on television and movie productions outside of just this particular show that they're in at Universal. So they are highly trained in what they do. And I think that's where Universal for me shines more and eclipses Disney a little bit is that they are able to have 
working professionals who can come in and do these particular kinds of shows like Waterworld that are so well done and so precisely done and acted and um, delivered in a way that feels very realistic. I mean, sometimes when you watch particular shows and you'll see like hand-to-hand combat, it looks very fake. Yeah. And that is not the case here. Like when these individuals throw a punch, they're trained to know how to, to throw a punch that looks realistic. They're trained to know how to react to a punch in a way that seems very realistic. Yeah. And that's just was really cool to me. That was probably that. And I am, I'm blanking on the other show. The special effects. Yeah. Those two. Yes. Those were my two favorite fun as well. Yeah. And, and great hosts and, and uh, uh, great stunt performers again in that show. It's a lot of fun. That show I would absolutely recommend like is a great way to sort of, especially if you visit like in the summer, it's a great way to like come in and kind of escape from the heat. It's not as like intense in the way that water world is like water world is going to be a little bit more, uh, physically, uh, violent in the sense, like, I mean, not violent, like in a graphic sort of way, but just like really intense and like violent. And there's going to be like some explosions and all of this stuff. Whereas this other show is really like the workings of like special effects through the decades in the movie industry. So it's a little bit more light, you know, um, if you have kids that are over sensory overwhelmed, Waterworld may not be for them, but they would absolutely be fine in the special effects show. Um, so another thing I want to mention about, about visiting universal and visiting theme parks in general. So Disney does this sort of same thing and six flags parks do the same thing as well. If you're visiting during a holiday season, uh, as we were over the Halloween. So we were, it was the day after Halloween and they're still doing the Halloween stuff on the day after Halloween. Many of these theme parks have ticketed events that happen in the evenings. And Disney does this start over Christmas as well. They have Mickey's Christmas party. Uh, but Disney also has the Mickey's not, so, not scary so scary Halloween party. And these events are an additional ticket. So what happens if you're visiting the theme parks uh, during these time periods when these events are happening is you have to leave the park by a certain time unless you pay extra money. So for us, we had to be out of the park by six o'clock. Not only did we have to be out of the park by six o'clock, they shut down the entrances to the rides at five thirty. Yeah, they start and, shutting the whole and begin park setting down. up, and it sort of ruins the magic a little bit. The way they set up, and the whole place is just covered with their Halloween stuff. So at Universal, they're they do sort of haunted house type attractions through the back lot areas. And so when you go on that tram tour and see all the back lot, it's covered with all of their Halloween stuff and some of it's blocked and all that. So if you're interested in the Halloween stuff, it's a great time to go. If you're not, unfortunately, you don't get a discount at all for the day being short. No, you don't. Uh, but it's still a good time to go because like we said, it was so dead. And a lot of these people that are there for the Halloween stuff come later in the day. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the nice thing about Anytime you go to amusement park, if you can time it that you can visit a day or two after a major holiday, 
or a major event ends in the parks, you're most likely going to end up with a really quiet park. Well, it always depends on the, when the weekend falls too, though. Yes. Because if you, so like New Year's Eve is one of the big, biggest days at Disney World, right? So, but if you go, if New Year's Eve is on a Saturday, right? Most people are leaving on Sunday and that, that Monday is going to be dead. That Sunday might even be pretty dead as well. But if say, say New Year's Eve falls on a Thursday, well, those people are probably all staying through the weekend. Yes. You know, so it does depend. And you can tell because their pricing changes based on that. Both of the parks know what's going on and their, their value season or their prime season pricing is, is changing based on whether it's going to be busy or not. So you can kind of tell based on, on, on that. Um, one more thing I want to mention about the differences between Disney and Universal. Um, the Universal rides are just not meant to handle bigger people. A lot of them. Uh, so if you are if you are a larger person, you may be disappointed by the fact that a lot of a lot of the cars, a lot of the the ride systems, you cannot get in because they won't close on you. They just have not designed them for that. You will not experience that at Disney World. Disney World is is set up in a way, and I think Disney World kind of learned this from Disneyland, uh, and and they tried to make it more accessible to more people of all different sizes, and it, it is a much better experience for for people that are larger to visit Disney Disney World than visiting Universal. Yeah, and Universal recognizes this and a lot of their rides will have um seats right before the entrance that you can sit in and attempt to you know just yeah, double so check you don't that need you can... to be embarrassed by not being able to get on the ride or something I'm, like that yeah i mean it's still slightly embarrassing right. that it's well, planted right, right there in front of in everybody, front of everybody yeah. and you're gonna have to decide whether or not you can be allowed to ride this ride and that's you know unfortunate but you know, there is that at least that you can check before you go through the whole line and you get up there and then you realize you can't, and then you have to get out of the car and, you know, at least they save you that little bit. But I would hope because they're, they are installing uh, Jurassic world. So they took the whole Jurassic park ride out of the Hollywood universal that used to be there and they are refurbishing it and it's becoming Jurassic world. Now that is opening in the summer of 2019 and so I hope that as they continue to pull some of these rides and reimagine them and build new rides, that they just continue to keep in mind that every individual is unique and every individual should have an opportunity to experience all of the park and make that more of a priority for them yeah. going forward. All right. Finally, I want to mention. A little bit about discounts and ticket prices. So if you go to Disney, uh, there are very few discount offers for Disney. Like you can't really get third-party Disney tickets except for like through AAA. But even the AAA thing has kind of gone away a little bit and the, the discount is much smaller. Disney has like a veterans discount and they have a uh, local residence discount and they have 
a little bit of a triple A discount, but that's about it. You're not really getting discounts uh, to Disney except for, for staying for multiple days. That's not exactly the same thing with Universal. Universal does offer discounts and you can often buy discounted tickets at places like Costco um, or grocery stores nearby will often have discounted tickets. But remember what we said about getting in a half hour early. You can only get that when you buy through Universal. And the other thing is Universal very, very often offers buy one day, get two days free. Yeah, that's a huge deal. So, yeah, so you can spend that same $100 that you would have spent on your ticket to get in, $115, whatever it is, gives you two days. You're not going to get that through the discount tickets you buy. So, um, you know, that's a that's a massive difference, even if you only go for an hour or two. And that half hour, it may not sound like much in the morning, but our biggest tip for visiting any theme park is always arrive when they open, arrive before they open, because a lot of them open the gates a little bit early because you can do like half the park in that first hour that you're in there and not wait in any lines. Yeah. And you can do the rides that are the hardest to get on. We, you know, you see people waiting in in lines for rides at some of these theme parks for up to three hours, sometimes more. We have never done that. We couldn't do that, first of all. Oh, man, I don't wait. I do not wait in line we, for rides. We have I don't rarely do had to wait over maybe 20 minutes max for a ride. And the way we do that is by having a plan. And there are all kinds of websites that help you deal with finding your plan to go through the park. And we highly recommend you look at them. Touring plans is one of the biggest ones. And they will tell you. Go to this ride first, then go to this ride, then go to this ride, and they will schedule out your day. And you'll think that sounds so ridiculous. You're not going to schedule out your day. You're not going to run between rides like that. But the thing is, it works. It works. And we actually, when we went to Universal Hollywood, we actually had a friend who works there put the itinerary together for us. And he said, this is what you have to do. And this is when you have to go. And this is, you know, he put the whole day together for us. And we followed it to a T up until there was some confusion with change in the show time, some show times. And so then we got, you know, we we went rogue, but we We went, we went on rides. Not only did we not wait in line, we went on rides without other people. Yeah, it was great. And it was great to have someone on the inside be like, this is how you need to schedule your day because, and again, you know, he sent us to the wizarding world of Harry Potter first because he knew that as the day went on, when people start rolling out of bed yeah. around ten o'clock and heading or over showing the or showing up yeah. where the ticket there was a ticket option that you could show up at the park after two o'clock and get to experience the park and stay for their big Halloween event that they were happening. So the park got pretty busy after two o'clock. That is about the only time when we go to amusement parks that I feel like I want to be scheduled for lack of a better word. It's just, you need, you need a plan. It is so overwhelming and you could stand there for five, 10, 15 minutes with your group and be like, where are we going? Oh, what do we want? The show's at this time. What, what, you know, and you could spend so many of your minutes doing that, that you're, you're just wasting your minutes in the park. All right. To sum this up, let's just say, I think universal Hollywood 
I, I think I want to say I cannot recommend that you go with with younger kids. I just don't think there's enough to justify the ticket price there. Um, but Universal Orlando is well worth it, and there is a decent amount of stuff for them to do. But I also want to say that you don't have to feel like if you go to either of these places, Orlando or Hollywood, that you have to go to both Universal and Disney. Pick the one that you're most excited about. And go to that one and and utilize their multi-day di- discounts because it's worth it to take your time in the park instead of trying to cram everything in one day and spend a ridiculous amount of money and then cram everything else in another day in another park spending another ridiculous amount of money. It's just not worth it. Take your time, enjoy one, come back to the other on another trip. All right, let's wrap this episode up. Let's wrap this episode with up. With a brain teaser. We said this was going to be a short episode, I know. as we often do, uh, Why do when we we're that? worn out. I know, and I have and got... this is, you know, as of this recording, before I go edit this, this is the longest episode we've ever done. So... <laughs> oh my goodness. And I have a couch and some great British baking show that is in need of my attention. So let's do this. All right. A bat and a ball cost a dollar ten combined. The bat costs a dollar more than the ball. What does the ball cost? The answer is not as obvious as you'd think. We'll have the answer to that and a whole lot more on next week's episode of the RV Miles podcast. We share well. And as always, we thank you for joining us. And if you are enjoying this podcast, we would love it if you would share us across your social media. Or if you are not subscribed, please do subscribe and just give us a five-star review. It helps put us in front of more people. And until next week, we send you all our very best. We hope you have less woes and more joys. I don't know what rhymes with woes that's... (laughs) I have no idea where this intro or I, oh God, I'm just all over the place. Anyway, keep logging those RV miles. Bye, bye everybody. Oh my goodness gracious. I am a hot, hot mess. <laughs> <laughs>